Well, I'm ready and trying to get you a bounce back week here on the show. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports is where you find us covering the Big 12 Conference. Welcome in. I went 0-3 last week. It sucked. It was the worst week I've had all season, but I'm still 15-11-1 on the Big 12 picks against the spread. So I want to get back to some winners for you. I want to get back into the win column. And um, I got a feeling we've got some good picks here this week that you're going to like. And I'm giving you a pick. I'm giving you something this week that I've never given you before on the Big 12 football picks against the spread. So welcome in. If you're on YouTube, do me a solid. Give me that thumbs up at the bottom of the video and also subscribe. We are, I think, a few dozen away from 5,000 subscribers on this channel, which considering this thing didn't really get started until a few months ago, you guys are doing awesome. So thank you for doing that on the podcast. You've been there forever. We need 15 ratings to 750, so hit that five star. Thanks for being a part of the show. We appreciate you guys joining us. So let me start with my bad bet of the week. We good with that? I'm going to give you a lock, an underdog, and a bad bet of the week. All right? So my bad bet of the week is BYU plus 24 and a half against Oklahoma at home. That is not one I am touching. That means I'm on the Oklahoma side of this thing. And by the way, I was down the two games for my bad bet. I just went with my gut here. I'm going with my gut. I would not touch BYU plus the 24 and a half against Oklahoma. Oklahoma... First off, finally got back on track last week. Blew West Virginia out of the water. Now they go on the road to BYU. And here's the problem for BYU. It's a 10 o'clock local game. Now, people are like, well, this is going to be tough for OU. No, OU's body clock is going to think it's 11 a.m. OU is used to playing 11 a.m. games. BYU never plays this time of the day. I mean, they are used to playing night games, late afternoon. They never have a morning kickoff. Never mind 10 a.m. their time. That is unheard of. That is going to totally jack up BYU's preparations, their schedules, their players, their coaches. They never do this at home. Oklahoma is used to it. Oklahoma plays early games all the time. And Oklahoma got its swagger back last week. And meantime, BYU is getting its doors blown off. I mean, it has been just brutal for BYU the last few weeks. Look at this. BYU the last three weeks, 0-3 against the spread, and they've lost games 35-6, last week against Iowa State, West Virginia, and Texas. They are playing awful football. They're not a good team. Oklahoma is going to have an absolute field day. On Saturday, they're going to be more used to playing in the morning. The BYU fan base, God bless them. I love you, BYU fans. We got a lot of new listeners that are BYU fans. I love that. But there's not a lot of juice there. There's not going to be with a 10 a.m. kickoff. OU is going to come flying out of the gates and is going to negate any kind of home field advantage very early on in this game. So I see Oklahoma having itself a field day. Um, When you look at this team, Oklahoma top passing team in the Big 12, BYU's pass defense, bottom five when it comes to efficiency. 
That's been a problem. BYU is the second worst rushing defense in the Big 12 as well. Oklahoma might finally get itself going on the ground, which they've been trying to establish the last couple of weeks. Uh, You know, BYU can't score. That's another major. I mean, they literally can't score. It's a they've got no quarterback play. Um, You know, they can't get the run game going because no one believes they've got a quarterback. I mean, they are at the bottom of the Big 12 in almost every offensive category. They're last in scoring. They're last in total yards per game. They're second to last in passing. And they're second to last in uh, rushing. That's in seven conference games. So I, I am not touching BYU plus the points. That would be my bad bet of the week in the Big 12. Don't go near BYU plus 24 and a half against Oklahoma. Just don't touch it. All right. Now I'll give you my underdog of the week. My underdog of the week. Iowa State plus seven and a half at home against Texas. That is my underdog of the week in the Big 12 this week. I'll give you one uh, betting reason why. And first off, Texas has not done a good job the last few weeks covering the spread. Texas, going back to September, has covered one spread, and that's against BYU. They covered against BYU. They did not cover against OU. They didn't cover against Houston. They didn't cover against Kansas State, and they didn't cover against TCU last week. Uh, Texas is not finishing games. We know that. They're letting teams back into games. They are down. Jonathan Brooks now at running back, who's been an absolute stud. Quinn Ewers was back last week, but, you know, he had a few moments. Um, He's still trying to get himself back and getting comfortable again. So I'm sitting here. I'm looking at this. I'm saying Texas is down a key offensive weapon. By the way, Iowa State's got a great secondary, a great defense for that matter, but a great secondary. They're second in the Big 12 to Texas in rushing yards allowed per game. And when it comes to uh, passing yards allowed per game, defensive efficiency, which is really what we should look at, they're top three in the Big 12 in conference play behind Kansas State and Oklahoma. So I'm just sitting here. I'm saying, okay, uh, what else? You want something else here that I think is pretty notable. How about this? When it comes to negating one of Texas's strengths, Texas does a very good job getting to the quarterback. Texas has 18 sacks in seven Big 12 games. That's tops in the Big 12. Well, here's the thing. Iowa State doesn't give up a lot of sacks. They've only given up eight in seven games. That's second in the Big 12. Well, third in the Big 12 behind West Virginia and Oklahoma State. So that negates one of the strengths for Texas. And you're seeing an Iowa State team that is getting more comfortable slinging the ball around. They're going to have to pass the ball to win. You're not going to beat Texas on the ground. You... Ask Kansas State. Once you open up the offense, that's where you can get some momentum against Texas. But you're not going to run the ball effectively. I'm not saying don't try, keep them honest, but don't think you're going to beat Texas on the ground. Matt Campbell should want to get this thing going, put his faith in Rocco Beck at home in front of that crowd at Jack Trice, national TV, let the kid whip it around a little bit early and gain some confidence. That's the way they're going to have to win this game because Texas, when it comes to the pass defense, is second worst in the Big 12 in passing yards allowed per game. 
So they'll give up some points or they'll give up some yards through the air, and that's where you're going to have to take advantage if you're Iowa State. But Iowa State plus the 7.5 is my underdog of the week in the Big 12. So there you go, and I would get it before it comes down any further because a lot of the big money came in on Iowa State very early. Iowa State was a uh, nine-point dog when things opened up. It's now at 7.5, so don't wait any longer. And I know the big money is on Iowa State because the bets are split 50-50. 50% of the bets, technically 52% of the bets are on Texas. 48% of the bets are on Iowa State. But the line has moved very heavily in Iowa State's favor. It's moved a point and a half towards Iowa State. So that tells you the money is on the Cyclones in this game. So that is my underdog of the week in the Big 12. And... My lock of the week. I haven't done this all season long, and some of you are going to hate me for doing this. Please don't. I'm just trying to make you some money here. My lock of the week in the Big 12. Cincinnati, West Virginia, under 54 and a half. Let's go. I have not given you an over-under In any of these, bad bets, locks, or underdogs. Obviously, I wouldn't in an underdog. But, and I know some of you are of the opinion, life's too short to bet the under. And I can appreciate that. But I'm telling you, 54.5 for this Cincinnati-West Virginia game makes absolutely no sense. And I put together a litany of reasons why I'm hammering the under on Cincinnati-West Virginia. And that's my lock of the week. Number one, I'm looking at this game and I'm saying, okay, these two teams in Big 12 play lead the conference in rushing yards per game. West Virginia's at 220 rushing yards per game. Cincinnati's at 216. They're one and two in rushing yards per game and they're one and two in rushing attempts per game. So they want to keep the ball on the ground. They want to slow this thing down. Scoring, well, Cincinnati doesn't do a whole lot of that. They're second second to last in the Big 12, 19 points per game. West Virginia, middle of the pack at 31 points per game. Then you look at things like uh, pass attempts. Both these teams, when it comes to pass attempts this year, rank near the bottom of the Big 12. They're both in the bottom five in pass attempts per game. And then on top of that, here's another kicker for you. When it comes to time of possession, both of these teams want to control the clock. That's what they want to do. That's how they win games. West Virginia is number one in the Big 12 in time of possession, and Cincinnati is number four in the Big 12 in time of possession, trailing only Iowa State and Texas. So I've got two teams that want to win the same way. Keep it on the ground, play slow, let the defense do its thing, and maintain the ball. Slow down the game. And the over-under sitting at 54 and a half. That's just way too big of a number. I mean, the under is, is, I feel as good about this lock as I felt about a lock in a while. So give me Cincinnati, West Virginia, under 54 and a half as my lock of the week. I know some of you are going to hate it. You're going to say, I want to pick with a team. Hey, I'm just trying to make you a little coin here on the side, all right? A little cheese. And I went 0-3 last week, so I got to get creative. 15, 11, and 1 on the season. So still well above 500, but uh, that is my lock of the week. My underdog is Iowa State plus 7.5, and 
And then my bad bet would be BYU plus 24 and a half. So give me your thoughts there on YouTube and uh, also on Facebook Live. I'll pop those up here on the screen as well. And I, yes, will pick some of the other games. Drew says Oklahoma's going to drop 70 on BYU. That I'm telling you, that wouldn't shock me. Like 70 to 17 or something like that. Uh, Don says bad bet the over on Iowa State, Texas. Um, yeah, that's see, that's at 47 and a half. That's where Cincinnati and West Virginia should be right there in the high 40s. I can't believe it's sitting at 54 and a half for that game in Morgantown. Uh, let's see, cats by 90. That's from KSU Nation. You know, I almost, I, I almost included that game in one of my picks, and then I said, I don't know what's going on with the Kansas quarterback situation. I would be dumb to make that one of my picks. Is Jason Bean going to play? Is he not? Uh, K-State has dominated this series the last couple of years with Lance Leipold and Chris Kleiman, but KU's been very good at home. So I just stayed away from that game in my picks. But I'll give you a pick here. I'll give you a pick. So what I'm going to do now is give you the other games. I'll give you my picks around the Big 12. But remember, the only three that count against my record are my bad bet, my underdog, and my lock. But I'll give you the other games because early in the season, you guys wanted me to pick all the games. So I'm going to pick them all. But remember, the three that count against my record are the three I just gave you. Deal? We cool? All right, great. So in the West Virginia Cincinnati game, I would go West Virginia, or excuse me, I would go Cincinnati plus six and a half. Six Cincinnati plus six and a half in that game, just because I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I could see 23 17, but Cincinnati gets a cover. Heck, I could see 24 21. It's just got that kind of feel to it between these two teams. Cincinnati does play good defense. West Virginia, if it can't establish the run, the offense is pretty anemic. Uh, so I like Cincinnati with the points. And by the way, the big money is on Cincinnati in that game. Cincinnati's only getting 30% of the action. 30% of the bets are coming in on Cincinnati. But the line hasn't moved. That tells you while all the easy money or all the low bets are on West Virginia, the big money is on Cincinnati there making up for the fact that 70% of the bets are on uh, the Mountaineers. Baylor TCU, this is such a weird game. Both teams stink, uh, but it is a rivalry. Who's up for it? Who cares? Who's into it? I have no idea. Um, but in this game, I would lean towards Baylor plus the 12 and a half. It's a rivalry. It's a double-digit spread. TCU has been a major disappointment here too. Yes, they came on late last week against Texas, but neither of these teams are having the season they expected. So I'll say close game in a rivalry, double-digit spread is just too high. Give me Baylor plus uh, the points in this one. Oklahoma State-Houston. I, I don't know what the Cowboys are. Do you? I don't know what the Cowboys are. I mean, as good as they look sometimes, it's like South Alabama, and then you get blown out by 42 by UCF. I get UCF's getting better, but sheesh. That is just crazy. That being said, this might be foolish, but I'm going to roll with a bounce-back game here for the Pokes, minus the 6.5 against Houston. I just don't think Houston's any good. I mean, you know, Dana Holgerson's got a lot of work to do right now with that program. Um, you know, I they lost to Cincinnati last week, and Cincinnati has been one of the worst teams in the Big 12 throughout the season, even though they've, you know, been in a few games. 
So they barely beat Baylor a couple of weeks ago, goes to overtime. They got blasted by Kansas State. I don't know what I'm getting with Houston either, so I'm going to go with the better team, especially since the spread is less than a touchdown. Uh, It feels like a bit of an overreaction spread to Oklahoma State's performance last week, which was just a total uh, disaster. But give me the Cowboys minus six and a half. In the other games, two games left I haven't talked about. Um, UCF, Texas Tech. That game, of course, is um, pretty compelling. You know, UCF is coming off of the big win at Oklahoma State. Now they're going on the road to take on a Texas Tech team that also has a little bit of mojo, a little bit of momentum to it there for the Red Raiders. They've won two straight. They're back in the picture when it comes to a bowl game, right? So all of a sudden, things are looking up there in uh, Lubbock. they got to win one of their last two games to get bowl eligible. So they're in a pretty good spot to hopefully do that. They got a game this week against UCF, and then they're going to end up playing uh, Texas, of course, in the final week of the season. But in this game, I am going to go with UCF. Give me UCF plus two and a half. And a big part of this is the fact that this team's getting healthy. They're getting more dangerous. We saw what they can do now when they got a healthy Plumlee and the offense is humming. We saw that last week, of course, against Oklahoma State. And I I just wonder, part of me wonders if Texas Tech is going to get caught looking ahead a little bit here. You know, it's natural. It's okay. Their whole season is next week against Texas. I know they want to get to a bowl game, but listen, it's all about next week in Lubbock. And it should be, by the way. So I just wonder if they get caught looking ahead a little bit. By the way, the big money's on UCF for what that's worth. 38% of the bets are on the Knights, but the spread is moving in their favor. So that tells you a lot right there. UCF looks like a different team than it did a few weeks ago. They're gaining confidence in this conference. I'll go UCF plus the two and a half. And then we've got K-State and KU. And I'll tell you, the, the betters are loving Kansas State. The line opened up at plus seven and a half for KU. It's now KU plus nine and a half. That's a big number. K-State has looked very good, obviously. We know that. They're still in Big 12 contention. They're probably pissed off after how things have played out. Um, but, man, I, I, I keep looking at this game and saying rivalry, Lance Leipold. But here's the thing. I can't do it. Because I don't know what's going on with the quarterback. And by the way, Jason Bean was not exactly lighting the world on fire last week when he was in the game, before he got hurt against Texas Tech. He looked all out of sorts. Meantime, Kansas State's playing some of the best football in the country. They're pissed off, by the way, because of how this whole Big 12 tiebreaker thing has gone down. I guarantee you that's being used in that locker room this week. And Chris Kleiman has owned KU the last uh few years. Now, I know you can sit there and say, well, it's easy to own KU. No, but still, he's dominated even the last couple of years as KU has gotten better under Lance Leipold. So I'm looking at a K-State team that has made a lot of people a lot of money this year. They're 7-2-1 and one against the spread overall. And you know what? I'm going to jump on K-State minus the 9.5 and, and grab it before it hits 10 if you're interested. Because K-State has been very good against the number. I mean, they are just dominating um, the number all season long. Frankly, they're 8-2. and two. I was looking at a record that had them 7-2-1, but that's saying a push against Texas. And 
I don't know about you, but I had them plus three and a half against Texas. So that's a cover. So they have only failed to cover twice this year, and that's against Missouri and Oklahoma State. Outside of that, K-State has covered every single game this year. I'm riding with Kansas State in this one. Their defensive efficiency is number one in the Big 12 in seven conference games. That is not getting nearly enough attention. That defense has come on very strong. They've cleaned up some of the issues with the passing defense. That's been impressive to watch. The, the rush defense has been very good this season. And then the offense, Will Howard's getting back to his old self. So that's been a lot of fun to watch. They're third in the Big 12 in rushing yards per game. They're um, in passing yards per game. You know, middle of the pack, that's what you would expect. But they're number one in points per game in the league at nearly 40 per game. Above OU, above Texas, above Oklahoma State. So this is a team that's not getting nearly enough credit for how it's playing right now. They're flying under the radar a little bit. So I would roll Kansas State minus the nine and a half in that one. So there you go. Those are my uh, picks this week. The ones that, that I'm counting against my record. My lock is Cincinnati, West Virginia, under 54 and a half. My dog is Iowa State plus seven and a half against Texas. And my bad bet is BYU plus the 24 and a half against Oklahoma. There you go. I'm Pete Mundo. Hey, before you head out, subscribe to us on YouTube. Would you please hit the thumbs up on the video? And also, if you're on the podcast, we've got 735, I believe I saw last, ratings on iTunes. Can you help us get to 750 by Thanksgiving in a week? I don't think it's too much to ask. It's just my little ask. And then if you want the koozies, I'll send you one if you leave a rating and a review and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. Yes, 735 on the ratings. Help us get to 750 by Thanksgiving. That's my goal. That means 15 of you. We got thousands of you listening. It can be you. Take you two seconds. Thank you. Enjoy the games. And um, we'll be talking to you guys soon. We have our reaction show on Sunday, so make sure you're subscribed to that. Subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube page. That way you never miss a show. Week 12 is right around the corner. And uh, we'll be talking to you on Sunday. Have a great rest of the day. Enjoy it. And thanks for being here on heartlandcollegesports.com. Last plug, join our message boards. They're free. We'll talk to you over there. See you later.